y'all do it. You're listening to Here's the Catch with David Lombardi, Matt Barrows, and Dennis Brown on the Athletic Podcast Network. All right, we're back on the Here's the Catch podcast for the first time in a while. Nothing's happened, right? Well, I guess technically nothing has happened since we last met, but uh, a lot of rumors have happened since we last met and talked about the 49ers. I mean, it seemed that half of Twitter, and this is probably why you shouldn't believe Twitter uh, until stuff is confirmed, but it seemed that half of Twitter believed that Matt Stafford was going to be the 49ers new quarterback they didn't end up trading for him in fact they didn't even put a formal offer there although they were definitely interested and we'll talk a little bit more about that but it's the Rams who swooped in and got Matt Stafford and they paid a lot to get Matt Stafford and part of that price was that they also paid the the Lions to take Jared Goff and his huge contract off their hands so Matt Stafford uh, will be in the same building as the 49ers twice this next season, at least twice this next season, unless the 49ers and the Rams play in the playoffs. Uh, But he will not be coming to the 49ers. As of right now, it still remains very likely that Jimmy Garoppolo will be the starting quarterback for the 49ers in 2021. Now, a lot can happen between now and the season opener. And I'm sure that if Deshaun Watson does become available for a trade, he's he's not right now. The Texans currently don't want to trade him. But if he does become available, I am sure the 49ers will again be interested. But Matt, uh, two things can simultaneously be true. The 49ers can be confident in their quarterback situation with Jimmy Garoppolo, and they could also be interested whenever a potential upgrade like Deshaun Watson, uh, might become available. And uh, Kyle Shanahan has been extremely open about that dichotomy, and I think it's still happening for the 49ers as they move forward into this offseason. Yeah, and they uh, they conditioned us for this very scenario. I mean, that was what Shanahan and, and, and Lynch said at the end of the season, that um, you know they might look into to quarterbacks. Uh, it's their obligation to... Uh, explore uh, improving at any position, including quarterback, but that the person that they're pursuing has to be, and I think uh, Shanahan used the word, a ton better than Jimmy Garoppolo. So um, all that fits in with them uh, making uh, maybe an informal offer. I don't think it involved the the number 12 pick uh, at that point. And then, uh, as you noted, um, never really kind of getting into that final fray, which happened on, on the Saturday uh, that it, it all came together. Um, the 49ers realized at that point that it was too rich for their blood and they, they backed out and it was down to, I don't know, three or four teams at that stage of it. And um, I think they made the right decision. I, I, I was never convinced that adding Matt Stafford equaled, you know, 10 Super Bowls. Uh, you know, people seem to kind of plug him into that offense and think that um, that was going to be the answer. And I think he would have provided things that uh, Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't do. I just wasn't convinced that he was uh, a lock, uh, Dennis, to, to bring this team to uh, the Super Bowl, just considering that, you know, he hadn't had a lot of winning seasons in Detroit. Um, And you would have thought that uh, a great quarterback would have produced more W's than Matt Stafford did. What was your kind of sense? What were your feelings as all this was going on? When all this was kind of happening, I I was following some of the news and, you know, I, I saw some reports saying that Matthew Stafford was on his way to, to the 49ers, um, you know, via some big, huge trade, the 49ers kind of getting rid of some first round draft picks. And and it kind of surprised me because I think John Lynch and, and Kyle Shanahan, you know, they're looking for a long term, consistent 
uh, bid for championships. And I don't think you do it when you give away first round draft picks. And I think that's the price when you talk about quarterbacks is you have to give away some of your first round draft picks. I just I think the 49ers are looking for some consistency. They want to compete for championships year in and year out. And I, I just think that they see what they have on offense as far as the weapons on offense. And they see a defense with a Nick Bosa coming back that you have an opportunity to compete for a championship every year. I just don't see, I mean, whatever quarterback comes up, they're going to kick the tires and they're going to see kind of what the price is. But I don't think the 49ers are willing to kind of give up right now on first round draft picks because that's how you build a consistent, good football team. Now, the question is still, I mean, is Jimmy Garoppolo that guy? Uh, he's got a huge contract, but let's remember a year ago, we were in Miami and we were getting ready to compete for a championship. And Jimmy Garoppolo was that quarterback. And the only thing that kind of worries me is that his, you know, his ability not to stay on the football field. But I think the 49ers are, are content in Jimmy Garoppolo. They think he's a guy that can run this offense. And you said it. I mean, if you're going to get rid of a Jimmy Garoppolo, you need to find someone who is a lot better than him. And I, and I just think right now, when you, when you talk about a quarterback around the NFL, uh, is there a quarterback that you can get that's better than Jimmy Garoppolo? And he's, he's not going to cost you a whole bunch of first round draft picks. And that's my question. I believe that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be starting quarterback next season for the San Francisco 49ers, unless something crazy happens. I mean, we'll start talking about now what Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson. But again, those are guys that you have to give away a lot of first-round capital to get, and I think that pulls away from the football team. It also requires the team you know, that has Deshaun Watson or Aaron Rodgers to be willing to accept that capital to trade them. The Packers have said they'd be idiots to think about trading Aaron Rodgers. That came straight from their CEO, Mark Murphy. And the Texans right now are saying that they have absolutely no plans to trade Deshaun Watson. So those are complete pipe dreams until either of those two teams changes their stance. And there's a chance that neither of those two teams changes their stance on that issue. So I think you hit it spot on, Dennis. That's exactly where the 49ers are right now. And some folks might be wondering why the 49ers are in that position. And I think it's important to reiterate you know, what the 49ers are with a healthy Jimmy Garoppolo. And that is, you know, this is completely aside from a great defense that they had in 2019 and a great running game that they had in 2019. You can isolate those with the statistics. And they were the number seven passing offense in all football in 2019. It's not like you know, they're going to be chopped liver with a healthy Jimmy Garoppolo. I understand the availability concerns, and I think the 49ers understand the availability concerns, and that's why they're at least pseudo-interested in these other quarterbacks on the market. But uh, there's this narrative out there that they're somehow compromised by the quarterback position even when they're healthy, and that's just absolutely not true. They, they had bad pass protection, and they were still – the number seven offense, passing offense in the NFL in 2019. When Garoppolo was healthy, they were still top five in pass EPA in 2020. And he wasn't even healthy. He was playing on a hurt ankle for a lot of the time. So this whole idea that that somehow they're, you know, a, a bottom tier passing offense, even when Garoppolo is healthy, is just not true. And I hope that helps people understand why the 49ers did not offer up a first round pick for a guy like Matt Stafford and why Dennis is saying and why Matt is saying uh, what both of you guys are saying, that that, that it's likely that Garoppolo is the starter next year. It, it, they just got to keep him healthy and, and, and they like that 
you know, structure around him. They, they want to continue building the program around him. Now, Matt, back to the potential trade for, for Stafford that obviously didn't happen. Based on what I heard, uh, the 49ers were in conversations. They were interested. But I think that the market, based on, you know, all the information that I had coming in, was slow to start. And then it heated up really fast. And then it really ended with a bang when the Rams came in and were willing to also pay to offload Jared Goff's contract. And, you know, once it got to that point, the 49ers were firmly out. But we we do have to reiterate that they were interested at the beginning. And I do believe that they're interested in Deshaun Watson. The problem is the Texans right now aren't interested in trading him. Yeah. And I think that the 49ers felt like it, it makes sense for us to be in the conversation. And maybe um, Matt Stafford's desire to be with the 49ers would, would swing it in their favor. I mean, uh, I don't think that Matt Stafford had a no-trade clause, but the Lions were obviously working closely with him and were going to do him right uh, by sending him to a place where he wanted to be. And uh, wasn't through our reporting, but uh, I, I think it was Albert Breer with Sports Illustrated reported that uh, the top three on Matt Stafford's list were the Rams, the Colts, and the 49ers. So, um, they were they were right that um, that that worked in their favor, uh, but ultimately, obviously, the uh, the Rams were were putting up a lot more than the the 49ers were willing to, to to bid for Stafford. But it does kind of shed some light on what um, their strategy might be with Deshaun Watson. Um, if I'm Deshaun Watson and I'm on a team that I think is dysfunctional, it's got bad management, uh, it's made some dubious trades. Et cetera, et cetera. Um, I don't think that my future in Houston is very good. I want to go to the opposite team. And, you know, the opposite team is the 49ers, uh, a team that was in, as Dennis noted, in the Super Bowl exactly a year ago. Uh, everybody raves about the culture. Everybody raves about Shanahan and Lynch, how they work together, uh, et cetera, et cetera. That's the type of place that I want to be. Deshaun Watson does have a no trade clause. So he holds sway. Um, it, you know, obviously, it, it ultimately comes down to the Texans. So if the Texans aren't willing to p- play ball, this goes nowhere. But if they conclude that, okay, uh, this quarterback is entrenched in his stance, we're not going to convince him to play here again, then they have to start talks. And if, if Watson has that no trade clause, Dennis, then he can sort of guide it uh, in one direction. And, and that's where, you know, the 49ers at least have a chance. No, they don't have the the draft picks that the Dolphins and the Jets have. Uh, no, that's not their philosophy to get rid of those picks. But if they just kind of hang around in the conversation, maybe it breaks in a way that uh, that it favors them and, and they pull the trigger on a 25-year-old quarterback who everybody seems to love. And uh, all of a sudden, the 49ers are in the talk of having one of the best quarterbacks in their division right now. Uh, I don't think anybody thinks that. Kyle Shanahan is probably starting to understand uh, that he might need a quarterback that can do more than just throw the football. Watson's one of those guys that you talk about the red zone, you know, he, he'll bring a different level to the attack. And you look at this, the division you're in with, with Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, and, and now Matthew Stafford. And does that make Jimmy Garoppolo the fourth ranked quarterback in this division? And if you bring in a kind of a quarterback that, is that dual threat, and you think about this offense that Kyle Shanahan kind of does, how creative he gets with some of these some of these plays and how much trouble the 49ers have in the red zone, 
I mean, he's got to think that, you know, if I bring someone in like Watson in, into this into his offense, that it could take it to a different level. I mean, that's what intrigues me about him, that he he kind of changes things a little. I mean, he's he's a young guy. Uh, you know, I think Aaron Rodgers is a guy that, you know, if that happens, he comes in and and he takes the team, you know, the, the way Aaron Rodgers plays, he takes his team to the next level, level very easily. But I think, you know, Watson is a guy that that can really do some some magical things. And I'm sure Kyle Shanahan looks at that and says, hey, this is I have an opportunity maybe to get a guy that can, you know, in, in my red zone offense, that can really make it hard to defend. So. But I, again, I have to stick to my guns. I, I think I think I'm a roll with Jimmy Garoppolo. I see him as a 49er just because. I mean, we we say it a million times. I think people forget, uh, and it's only because Jimmy Garoppolo's been hurt so much. It's just a year ago we were in Miami and we we're getting ready to play in a Super Bowl game, and and the quarterback was Jimmy Garoppolo. And the reason that the 49ers were in Miami, and the reason that. Tampa Bay is in Florida getting ready to play the Super Bowl right now is because they had an eminently balanced roster. If it only came down to an elite quarterback and nothing else, and, and I think some people are you know under this fixation that that's all that matters, well, then why is Houston coming off a 4-12 and season? Deshaun Watson played the whole year. They finished 4-12. and I'm not saying Deshaun Watson's a bad quarterback, but that's evidence right there that more than the quarterback matters. There's a reason why the Seahawks were eliminated in the wild card round by a team that had tremendous quarterback instability in the Rams. I mean, they didn't even want to start Jared Goff in that game. And Russell Wilson, who I think we all agree is brilliant, wasn't able to get past the wild card round this year. Aaron Rodgers, he was the most efficient quarterback in the NFL in 2020. He's not even in the Super Bowl. And guess who beat him? The guy who threw three interceptions, who I think definitely played worse than Aaron Rodgers in the NFC title game in Tom Brady. Why did all of these things happen? Well, because the more balanced team won in all of those situations. So when you look at the Seahawks and the Rams, the Rams, even though the quarterback situation was way worse, they were more balanced. They beat the Seahawks. In Packers, Buccaneers, the, the Bucks were more balanced and they're the ones playing in the Super Bowl. Now, I think the one cheat code in all of this is Patrick Mahomes. If you think that every, if Deshaun Watson could be Patrick Mahomes, then you do trade the farm for him because Patrick Mahomes has overcome a suspect defense in two straight years and taken uh, the Chiefs to the Super Bowl. But I don't think that Deshaun Watson is Patrick Mahomes. I think he's very good, but I think that Everybody and, you know, even Mahomes in the Super Bowl last year needed his defense to do something to beat the 49ers. You need that balanced team to win it all. So I think this really speaks to what Dennis was saying, to be in Super Bowl contention year in, year out. You need to find a way to optimize both sides of the football. The 49ers did that with Jimmy Garoppolo and a great defense in 2019. And I think they got to try to keep on doing that moving forward. Does that mean Garoppolo forever? No, it might mean that they draft a quarterback to develop. It might even mean that somehow they make a play for Deshaun Watson in 2020. But if they do make that play, Matt, I think they need to make sure that they don't start leaking oil on the other end. And that means, you know, a lot of these conversations have said trade Nick Bosa to the Texans for Deshaun Watson. I say hard no, because I believe that you have to maintain that balance. You have to maintain the defensive proficiency and it's not worth losing that defensive proficiency just to get a good quarterback because there's a reason why Deshaun Watson was 4-12 and this year with the Texans. Yeah, uh, more to your point. I mean, the 49ers have faced Aaron Rodgers and the Packers three times in the playoffs in the last 10 years or so 
And they've won all three of those games. And I don't think that anybody thinks that Colin Kaepernick was a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers or Jimmy Garoppolo was a better quarterback than than Aaron Rodgers in 2019. But the 49ers had the better team, the more complete team. They had a running game. They had defenses. So that's what the 49ers model is to their credit. You know, Kyle Shanahan believes in having a good quarterback. He also believes in having a, a great defensive line. That's one of the things that when John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan came together four years ago now... In January, when they were first exploring this idea of Lynch being the GM and Shanahan being the head coach, a lot of people think that they had a, a long-standing relationship. They they barely knew each other at that point, but they they talked and uh, they realized that they saw eye to eye on a lot of things. And one of them is uh, the importance of having a strong defensive line. So I don't think that John Lynch would uh, be the only one who would pass out at the prospect of trading Nick Bosa. I think Kyle Shanahan would be against that as well. I think you'd get a a unanimous veto from the 49ers uh, at that. So um, I agree with you. Uh, I think that uh, they feel like if they continue to have a complete team and continue to have Jimmy Garoppolo, they're going to be just as competitive as uh, as they were in 2019. But Dennis, that also means that they need to work on that defensive line. They have to work on that secondary. And, and that's where I mean, we become so quarterback blinded in the NFL and the, in the media. But um, I think that's where the 49ers need to uh, make some big additions, some big strides this offseason to get that, those units as strong as they were uh, two seasons ago. Yeah, and, and I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, and I loved what you said, quarterback blind. We we focus on the quarterback, and, and he's a very important part to the team. But when you when you talk about the 49ers, you talk about any any team that competes for a championship, it, it kind of starts on the defensive side. I'm a little biased because I played on the defense, but you got to have a strong defense. And you talk about Nick Bosa. We don't know what he's going to be like when he comes back you know, off this knee injury. And and you don't know what's going to happen with some of the signings. And let's not forget that, you know, your defensive coordinator is no longer your defensive coordinator. He's a, he's a head coach uh, with the New York Jets. So, you know, a lot of stuff, a lot of moving pieces, a lot of things are going on over at 4949. And you have to figure out, but you have to start with that defense. You have to figure out if Nick Bosa is still going to be that great outside pass rusher, consistent pass rusher. Uh, and then you got to figure out what's going to happen on the other side there. You know, nothing's been said about D Ford. What's happening with D Ford? Who's going to be your other edge rusher in that wide nine? Will you even play, you know, that wide nine? You got a great linebacking crew, but then you got some secondary that you got a lot of questions, question marks in your secondary. A lot of guys that need to be signed. So yeah, we, we're spending a lot of time on Jimmy Garoppolo and we've done it the entire football season, but. I mean, you really have to focus on that defense and what's going to happen on that defense. And I think that sets the tone, you know, for this offseason. We're waiting to see what's going to happen with Jimmy. I think Jimmy, like I've said, he's going to be the quarterback. Now you got to focus on that defense and what's going to happen with a new coordinator coming in and Nick Bosa coming back off his uh, knee injury. Yeah, and I think it's a huge variable. I'm glad you brought that up, Dennis, because we can't assume that Nick Bosa is going to be 100% or even assume that he'll play following this ACL tear. I mean, the 49ers got burned by that this past season. We didn't see Ronald Blair at all in a 49ers uniform. We didn't see Julian Taylor at all, and Julian Taylor is no longer uh, on the team. And Ronald Blair obviously isn't under contract right now for for 2021 either. That's going to be an interesting 
case to see what his value is after a year off and to see whether or not the 49ers want to bring him back to be part of that defensive line that they need to be strong around Nick Bosa. But the larger point is that there are no guarantees coming off ACL tears. And I will say that Nick Bosa has looked good in his rehab based on everything that we've seen and heard. But uh, the 49ers better cross their fingers and hope that that continues to be the case because he is the centerpiece. He has a quarterback-like impact on the defensive side of the ball and all the calculations I've tried to do with expected points and all this and all that it's over a touchdown per 100 plays and that 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 that's a lot you know for for a defensive player and that's why edge rushers get paid the top guys get paid um, just underneath quarterbacks you know it's quarterbacks number one edge rushers are number two as far as the values in in the NFL go right now with uh, left tackles being number three so uh, you, you have to start up front with the 49ers. That's the philosophy this team has chosen. They go rush over coverage. I know the Patriots and other teams go coverage over the rush. You look at the Rams, Matt, uh, that's a coverage over rush team. I know they inherited Aaron Donald, but this current regime spent a lot to get Jalen Ramsey in there. And, and it's going to be you know, really interesting when we talk about balance, we talk about team building. Well, the next couple months are, are going to be extremely fascinating in the NFC West because Matt Stafford's already come in. The Rams have shown that they're the total polar opposite of the 49ers as far as their you know disregard for number one draft picks. In fact, they're going to go seven straight years without an, a, a first round draft pick unless they make another trade. They're all about the now, but the now may come home to roost for the Rams between now and March 17th which is the start of the new league year, they're over $30 million uh, over the anticipated salary cap. And that means that they're going to have to make some really tough decisions, some really nifty restructures, and probably means they're not going to be able to bring back you know key free agents like their edge rusher, Leonard Floyd. And, and you know what? All of the NFC West teams are up against the cap. It's the Rams that are way over it. Um, and, and so there's going to be decisions coming, Matt, uh, as far as – what are these teams going to do to make sure they feel the most balanced roster possible? The 49ers are going about it one way. The Rams are going about it a completely different way. And how the Seahawks and the Cardinals go about it over the next couple of months is really going to determine who the favorite in this division for 2021 is. Because I can tell you what, you cannot determine who the favorite is right now. People want to pretend that Matt Stafford going to the Rams determines something. Who wins the division is going to be determined in the next three months, not last weekend. Yeah, and um, injuries, uh, of course, are are always going to play a, a huge role in this as as they did uh, last season. But you're right. I mean, we, we talk about the, the 49ers cap situation with such doom and gloom, um, but there are a lot of teams that have worse situations than the 49ers do. So uh, they're not going to be the only team that's that's struggling to, to sign guys, especially with, with the cap going down. Uh, you just mentioned uh, Nick Bosa. I uh, I spoke to his surgeon, the, the guy in L.A. who performed the surgery, Neil Elatrash. In, in fact, he performed uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's and uh, Solomon Thomas's as well. So um, he's been doing a lot of work with the 49ers. And um, he said that uh, Nick Bosa is ahead of schedule. Both he and Thomas are ahead of schedule at this point. Uh, you hear that a lot. Uh, with with ACL injuries, I was hearing that with uh, Ronald Blair last year, and then uh, Blair was ahead of schedule, ahead of schedule, and then as it got to the point where he was supposed to return to the field, he just couldn't uh, reach a, a, a hurdle. He plateaued in his rehab, and they had to go back in and do another small procedure. So you never know, but um, the the early signs I think we can say for Nick Bosa have been good. 
Uh, so I think that gives everybody hope. I, I think the, the key there is finding somebody on the other side because um, I think it's clear that you can't depend on D Ford to be that speed rusher. That's That to me is the spot that they need to look at in the first round, whether it's at pick number 12 or they trade back a little bit deeper into the uh, the first round and they get a guy in, in the 20s or so. But finding somebody with speed, finding somebody who can – sort of do that pincer move with uh, with Nick Bosa on the other side, that's got to be a top priority. I had a lot of hope until you told me the surgeon's name was Ala Trash. Is that what you said? Ella Trash. Ella Trash. E-L and then a new word, <laughs> A-T-T-R-A-C-H-E. But he, he did Kobe uh, Bryant. He did um, Tom Brady. He's, he's become the ACL surgeon to the stars. And uh, I'll tell you what, the, the 49ers have had some really bad luck with ACLs over the last, what, decade or so? Yeah. Garoppolo, yeah. Uh, who's the first guy that I know who had Elitrosh as his uh, his surgeon, um, is the is the first guy who kind of came back ahead of schedule. So uh, it, it all depends on different variables and whatnot. But uh, that that's the guy, if I got an ACL, who I'd want doing my my surgery. And I need some advice from you guys. Uh, I try not to stay on social media and, and hear all the rumors, but something just came across saying that there's going to be a swap uh, with Carolina and Teddy Bridgewater and Jimmy Garoppolo. These these things make me crazy because I tend to kind of fall in down the rabbit hole and and I listen to it and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, yeah, I just gotta I gotta leave it alone. And you know, I I, I believe that with the weapons that the 49ers have, you know, a good quarterback making good decisions. Uh, the 49ers going into the draft and finding, you know, a young quarterback they can kind of develop uh, and and building on that defense like we've talked about. I think I think this team is going to be back. This season was, was just it, – it was gone because of all the injuries. It was a disastrous season. But this 49ers team at health, a, a good, healthy 49ers team offense and defense – uh, they can compete for championships every year. You know about the blue check mark, right? If somebody's got a a blue check mark next to their name on Twitter, that's that's more of a trusted source than uh, somebody else. That's better because I don't see a I don't see a check mark. All right, no All right. no blue check mark. Don't uh, don't buy it. All right, and even if there is a blue check mark, check with us before you buy. Yeah. <laughs> but it's uh, because here's a good rule of thumb: um, whenever the the quarterback rumor mill dries up. The Kirk Cousins to 49ers rumors will heat back up because <laughs> right. Kyle Shanahan himself has acknowledged that he wanted Kirk Cousins uh, after the 2017 season. He said this after the 49ers got Jimmy Garoppolo. So context and Twitter don't aren't friends, right? So people will never mention that. Kyle Shanahan said it kind of, you know, as a retrospective thing. Oh, you know, we got Jimmy. We're happy with Jimmy. But before Jimmy, I want, my plan was to get Kirk. You know, Kyle Shanahan's a matter of fact guy. He he doesn't think about what people are sitting around saying on Twitter, but people will take the I want it Kirk part and they'll start, you know, projecting that into the future. So every time that there is a 49ers quarterback rumor mill situation, Kirk Cousins is a name that pops up usually whenever the rumor mill dries because people will go back to the Kyle Shanahan, Kirk Cousins thing. Now, can you rule it out? Absolutely not. You can never rule anything out. As Aaron Rodgers said a couple weeks ago, there are no absolutes in, in the NFL, uh, and, and that's just the nature of the business. But the likelihood of this stuff depends on the salary cap. It depends on trade capital. It depends on so much. And at the end of the day, Matt, the 49ers right now are in a place where their quarterback isn't that expensive. 
26.4 million, which I believe is his adjusted cap hit after uh, the roster bonus money is is adjusted for the likely to be earned portion in 2021. Um, that's number 13 in the NFL. Uh, I think most people would agree that Jimmy Garoppolo is definitely at or better than number 13 when you rank quarterbacks. He's been more efficient than that within Kyle Shanahan's scheme. He's been 5 to 10 as far as efficiency goes. So Shanahan is not upset about paying uh, that amount of money for his quarterback. If something does happen, um, it will be because the 49ers see a clear way to upgrade within the larger context of their roster, and that means not giving up too much draft capital to make their defense suffer. This front office has been consistent. They've been about the holistic aspect of this, that that's been their focus the whole time, and I don't see that changing here in this offseason. Yeah, they're they're about sustainability. As Dennis noted earlier, they want to win for steadily for a long time. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of people have suggested that they restructure Garoppolo's salary so that they can eke out some more salary cap space when it's cramped in 2021. And maybe they do that, but to me, all, all this quarterback stuff that came down over the last, I don't know, week to... to, to to 10 days kind of told me that they shouldn't do that because um, they, they had they have an easy out with Garoppolo one way or another. They only get, I, I think you wrote it, uh, their dead cap hit is $2.8 million for him, which is compared to some of these other guys, Matt Ryan, um, obviously Jared Goff, uh, that's just a pittance. And so it gives them some maneuverability, gives them some options. Uh, so I, I, I mean, if, if they can get away without touching it, I think that would be the uh, the, the best move for them. But um, yeah, I, I think uh, you know we're we're pretty much at the same point we were when we did our podcast at the end of the season, Dennis. Um, a lot has happened, but uh, the 49ers are still um, kind of uh, focused on the same things that uh, that we thought they would be in early January. And here we are. It's already early February. (laughs) Yeah. And moving forward, you know, the business of football, things could change tomorrow. We brought up Kurt Cousins and, you know, it's going to come back up. And I think if Kyle Shanahan, you know, has an opportunity, you know, what the 49ers do is is they're going to kick the tires. They're going to see what it's going to cost. I just don't think right now, and we talked about that front office, you want consistency and you want to be able to compete year in and year out. And you build it, you know, through the draft and, and you you go out there and you do your work uh, in your scouting department and you bring in guys like Nick Bosa and you go and you find you a quarterback and you go find you another edge rusher. And that's how you build a football team. And if you want to win, you know, right now, next season, you go out and make those big trades and hope that one guy, you know, you can put you can put the, the entire team, entire season on his back and he goes out and wins you a championship. But if you don't if you want to win you know, consistently games and you want to you want to compete, win divisions, win, win championships. I think you have to do it in the draft and you have to do it with guys that you can develop, get into the system, uh, learn the system, know the system and execute the system. And I think that's what this front office, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch want to do. Absolutely. I 100 uh, percent agree. I think that it's been clear as day since day one. And you know, using that knowledge, we can definitely predict the next moves. And uh, the Stafford situation played out exactly how uh, we would anticipate it based on that information. They were interested. They didn't overextend themselves. You know, that's played out exactly how we would anticipate it based on how the Rams acted. 
they were interested and they did overextend themselves. So we'll see if uh, the overextension does hurt the Rams moving forward. Uh, they've been doing this for a couple of years, and I think now is the time when the chickens come home to roost for them because now they're actually over the cap. And, and we'll see over the next couple of months how that affects the team. I mean, the Rams were a top five defense, obviously through the Stafford move. They're trying to pair a top five offense with that top five defense. The problem is now that you've done this, now that you've done all these moves, can you maintain the top five defense? You need Leonard Floyd to be a top five defense. It can't just be Aaron Donald. It has to be another good pass rusher. You need other guys to, to maintain that efficiency that are going to be free agents. One of their free, potential free agents or pending free agents is Austin Blythe, the center. We know how important the center position has been or the lack thereof to the 49ers. What happens if the Rams, because of their salary cap situation, can't keep their center? The line might cave in on Matt Stafford. All of a sudden, Matt Stafford's going to look just as bad as he did in his worst seasons with Detroit. So the whole team is just so, so important. We're going to start compiling our free agent kind of list and, and we'll start talking draft. We wanted to address the quarterback situation now, but we might go through a little bit of a, a more dead period now with the standoff between Watson and Houston continuing. And uh, we'll, we'll start really looking at who the 49ers might pick up moving forward. So be sure to check out the next episode of, of, of Here's the Catch. Anyway, for Dennis Brown and Matt Barrows, this is David Lombardi. We'll talk to you guys next time on the Here's the Catch 49ers podcast.